Less than 24 hours, Georgians will be under a shelter-in-place order. McDonald, though, said he did not know the man was handcuffed and was trying to use his foot to pin him to the ground so he could be handcuffed. If your friends, neighbors, or local organizations are not complying, report them to us. Howdy, y'all, and welcome to the Free Georgia Podcast. Uh, I guess this is the standing edition. Um, my van's a mess. I'm a little discombobulated today, so I'm standing for this one. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I'm standing at literally my kitchen counter. Um, thank you all so much for tuning into this episode. If you all find anything that we talk about interesting or informative or want to learn more, um, you can head on over to lpgeorgia.com to learn a whole lot about what we're doing as um, LP Georgia, Libertarian Party of Georgia. Um, we offer things like a brush, brush fires speaking course, which will um, improve your public speaking if you want to take one of our courses. We have a 2A range day coming up um, at Osprey Shooting Solutions on, let's see, July 29th from 11 to 3. Um, it's up in Rome, Georgia. I guess up if you're in, in Atlanta, but down for some folks, I guess. Um, yeah, so plenty of things going on on our website. So if you, uh, yeah, if you need more information on what we do, that is a great place, great resource to, to tap into. Um, if you want to get in contact with me about a potential story that you have or want to come on the show sometime, you can email me at podcast at lpgeorgia.com. Um, and make sure you subscribe to all of our channels and like these videos. It's the only way we're going to defeat the algorithm and get into people's phones and computers and all that good stuff. So um, joining me today is a member of the Libertarian Party of Georgia, Mr. Brian Allen. Brian, how are you doing today? Good. How about yourself? Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, now, what do you do for the Libertarian Party of Georgia? I am the uh, recently appointed policy director. So basically, I study what the legislators up to and try and uh, find legislation that we can target and speak out against or in favor of if we find something that we like. Gotcha. I imagine the in favor of is pretty rare. <laughs> yes, usually. <laughs> um, so here's a video of you. Can you tell us what you're doing in this in this video right here? Yeah. Uh, so right now there is um, a House study committee on a certificate of need reform. And um, I just went in front of them to speak and basically discuss how the whole thing is a giant cartel scheme. Gotcha. Certificate of need. Okay. So we, I interviewed Martin Cowan almost, I mean, maybe almost a year ago at this point, um, who ran for AG um, of Georgia last year. And he brought up the certificate of need laws. And so I, we dove into that just a little bit, but can you tell people what a certificate of need law is? Yeah. So a certificate of need law is basically if you want to open a new uh, hospital or other medical facility, uh, you have to get approval from a state board in order to do it. And they have their own formulas for determining if your facility is needed. And it's not just opening new facilities. It's also if you want to expand a current facility or even just renovate an existing facility. It's really, they control anything that you want to do. You have to get approval from the government. Jeez. Okay, so how how did this kind of law come about? Because it seems very anti-American to not let people try to help people. 
Yeah, well, it started pretty much in 1974. There was a federal law that got passed that basically mandated that all the states had to put in these certificate of need laws. Um, and if they didn't, then they would lose federal funding, which is how the federal government often compels the states to do stuff. Um, so Georgia got its uh, law passed in 1979. Um, the federal mandate got repealed in 1987, but the state laws remained. Mm. Interesting. That's such a weird law to require you to go through an approval process based and then decide whether a community needs certain medical attention, medical facilities, medical devices, that kind of thing. It seems very counterintuitive that that, that would be the case. Um, what has been the effect of these certificate of need laws? Uh, well, they definitely restrict access, especially if you live in a rural community. Like uh, Georgia, just in the past, um, like 10 years before 2022, lost eight hospitals, which is like the highest in the nation, I do believe. Jeez. So it's it very explicitly restricts access. Yeah. The rationale from the proponents for why they need this is basically um, they're forced to provide certain services. So if anyone's allowed to enter the industry and compete with them, they'll basically siphon off all the profitable services and the other hospitals will shut down. But that doesn't really uh, bear out to the evidence. No, that doesn't seem like this doesn't seem logical at all um, in the long run. Like monopolies on things never end up working out very well for the monopoly. There's if there's competition introduced, it's always better for the people um, that the businesses are serving. Um, so that seems very counterintuitive to me. Um, I don't really understand it. I, I didn't understand it when Martin was describing it to me either. It's very bizarre. Um, so what, uh, what are like, how are you involved in this? What are you doing to, to, help with trying to get these laws repealed? So right now, like I mentioned, so there are two uh, study committees going on right now because the Georgia legislative sessions not uh, currently active or between sessions. So there are these study committees where they're trying to examine the effects of certificate of need laws, which I'm going to start kind of going to start calling con laws because that's what they are. They're con. Um, Perfect. I love it. <laughs> So they're gathering information to make a recommendation uh, for the next legislative session. So I'm just trying to help send in information along with other organizations so they can make the right recommendation that these things need to be abolished. Gotcha. Gotcha. So the Libertarian Party is fully behind abolishing these laws. Um, what are some other organizations that are in this fight? Yeah, so um, there's the Georgia Public Policy Foundation and the Institute for Justice, they've been doing a lot of the heavy lifting on this. Gotcha. And so did we join in afterwards or did they, or did we start this whole thing or was it kind of a joint effort? Oh, we, we jumped in afterwards. They kind of initiated this. Okay. Okay. And how does this whole process work? So you're just trying to provide the legislature with information at this point um like what kind of information are you telling them like is it statistics is it um just people's opinions like what's going on with that yeah all of the above um there there are uh 
uh, empirical studies that are being shared, um, people's experiences, um, mm -hmm. basic information on how economics works, that kind of thing. Trying to teach economics to a legislature. That sounds really, really fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, unfortunately, um, not everyone is against this. As you might imagine, the cartel itself likes having these laws in place. Mm. So um, they're providing their own information to say that we need to have these. Interesting. And what kind of, what, like, what is some of their information that they're presenting that would legitimize these sort of these con laws? Uh, it's, it's hard to even try and explain their rationale because it's, <laughs> it's so like, they just like throw data at you. Like, here, look, this proves we need this. Um, I mean, basically, like I was mentioning before, they try and say that if we allow competition, mm -hmm. um, that it'll put, these other hospitals out of business and only people in certain areas will have access. But the evidence is that having the con laws in place is doing that already. So I don't, I don't understand their argument, but that's what they say. Right. With, with eight hospitals shutting down in Georgia over the past few years, that would seem to indicate the opposite of what that argument would be. <laughs> Like it doesn't seem to be helping anybody. I know there, I know there's been huge outcry among people, um, citizens in Georgia and especially in Atlanta about shutting down of a couple hospitals. Um, so like how many people are working on this, um, individually, like with y'all? Um, well, there, well, so there's those two foundations that I already mentioned, Mm -hmm. And then there's also a bunch of others. There's um, uh, the Independent Doctors of Georgia, um, the Georgia Society of Ambulatory Surgery Centers, um, even the Georgia Council of Aging are getting in on this. Okay. Because uh, 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 con laws also affect nursing homes. Oh, interesting. So they want to see reform in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's even uh, the Mercatus Center from George Mason University. Oh, wow. Okay. And like when y'all are working on this, is it a, like a coordinated effort or y'all like all going about this as a group or is everybody doing their own independent research and then coming together and presenting all the, all the like individual information to, to legislator? Uh, we haven't really coordinated with them yet. Um, it's going to be more once the legislative session starts and we can actually lobby Mm -hmm. um, is when I'd imagine uh, be more coming together, but, um, there is coordination within some of the organizations already. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, what would, so how long would, will this process take? Like, is it, is it something that we could see these con laws go away within a year, two years, 10 years? Like if, if, if you're able to, you know, secure victory in this regard? Like how, how long will these still be around? Well, it's impossible to say, but there have already been victories um, even in the past couple decades. Like there's already been several reforms to weaken the con laws in Georgia. Okay. So it's just another, there's another push going on right now to go further. Gotcha. Can you, do you have the info on, on what those um, decisions were and how that came about? 
Uh, yeah, in 2008, um, they started allowing um, surgery centers. Mm. Um, and in 2013, they started limiting uh, the objections to hospitals to within 35 miles of the new proposed facility. Because mm. uh, one of the one of the problems is that an existing competitor can file a complaint if you try and open a new facility, and uh, that can tie that can tie you up for years mm. in court. Interesting. Okay, so we're slowly chipping away at this, um, and that's kind of how it's kind of how it goes with uh, legislative processes. So, what do you, is there? Was there a specific event that sparked this push? This current push? Yeah, if I had to point it out, it would be um, both Florida and South Carolina recently had their own con law reforms to significantly weaken them, and so if you're in Georgia and you're near the border of Florida or South Carolina, now you have more options. So like with any cartel, competition is a problem for them. So it's no longer feasible for them to maintain it. So they, they're even admitting themselves that something has to change. Right. So they're, they're realizing that competition from just across the border is hurting the laws that they have in place. But instead of recognizing that and doing away with the laws, some people are trying to double down and say, we need stricter con laws. Is that accurate? Well, well, what's actually good about this is they're not calling for stricter con laws. Uh, Even the other side is admitting that um, some reform may be needed. So if you're, if you're thinking about it as a negotiation, uh, our opening bid is elimination of con laws and their opening bid is some more exceptions and reform. So I think that we're in a good position to get some real stuff done. Nice. Yeah, that does make sense. Like we're at the, you know, the, the most you could possibly do is our opening, you know, opening uh, bid. And the fact that they're trying to, they're acknowledging that they're going to have to concede some points is that's a pretty good sign. I like the sound of that. Um, what are there any specific proposed exceptions that they would allow in this time around? Uh, none that they've mentioned so far that I've heard of, but um, I mean, they might uh, start talking about nursing homes to try and get the um, senior citizens off their back. <laughs> uh, but um they might do some more uh, exceptions for surgery centers. That's another big talking point. But um, we'll have to see what they actually uh, propose in uh, next year when the legislative session starts. What, uh, so if we can't get it completely gone, what would be like some of our top issues that we'd want accepted or taken out or you know disregarded? Well, as, as much as we possibly can get, basically, but um, anything that limits their ability to uh, object to new facilities or um, hold up just internal operations of a, of a, of a facility would be good. Like, um, I heard one story, just totally ridiculous, out in uh, Putnam County. They just wanted to renovate a hospital, and they had to lose 10 beds to do it. What? What? Why? Because it's all about restricting supply. That makes no sense. They just wanted to improve their hospital, make it better, 
make it up to date. And in order to do that, they were required to lose 10 beds. 10, like that's, that makes no sense. Cause not only, I mean, not only are you spending money to renovate, then you're losing money by having fewer beds. So it, it already like it hamstrings the hospital right out the gate. That's, that's absolutely ridiculous. And does this it, kind of thing happen a lot? Oh yeah. I mean, just all sorts of ridiculous things. Um, the stories are just out of this world, but you could never even imagine it. <laughs> what just, uh, is, are all of these things like recorded and put online somewhere? Like, are they, are all these things televised or anything like that? What things do you mean? Uh, the, the presenting before the legislature, like the, the, what you did. Um, oh yeah. People, um, yeah. They're, they're all recorded and put online um, on the uh, Georgia Senate and Georgia house websites. Okay. And I they imagine, have YouTube pages uh, too. Okay. I imagine not a lot of people go on there and watch hours and hours of Georgia legislature. So no, yeah, no, I can't imagine that's the most scintillating TV to watch. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Like when you're, so when you were there, how was it just that one topic that was discussed for the whole day or was it a whole series of topics and certificate of need laws are just thrown into the mix? It was just that one topic. Um, that entire that entire committee only exists to study con laws. Okay, so it's a committee. Do we know who is on these uh, on this committee? Uh, yes, we sure do, and that's another uh, interesting topic because um, once you know it, on the committee are people like the vice president of operations for Emory Healthcare, who and the an executive for Emory Healthcare is also on the. Um, board of trustees for the lobby for the industry goodness gracious so it's not even what a like surprise hidden. yeah it's shocking it's shocking like it so i mean it, does there even need to be discussion about that i mean what a conflict of interest i mean if they didn't need any any motivation to not pass this thing like that it's absurd like somebody who works for the hospital that would be that would have a competitor pop up somewhere nearby is able to shut down that competitor because of le because they're on the legal committee. That's ridiculous. Um, do we have like name? Do we, is there a list of names somewhere for this, or do we do we have that anywhere? Is it in that con report that you sent me? Um, I have a list right here. I could pop up. Yeah, let's try um, that. Let's 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 put their names up there. <laughs> Um, I have no problem with that. Let's see. Yes, yeah, it's just crazy to me. I, like the revolving door is never ending. I mean, this this is how you know people end up making millions and millions of dollars and going into the fields that they once regulated. Um, it makes absolutely no sense. This is allowed. Here we go. Let's see how I can share this. These are the folks involved in the House Study Committee on Certificate of Need Modernization. Um, which one is the one that works for Emory? Does it say on here? Um, um, there we go. Yeah, it's, Cheryl, uh, Cheryl, Cheryl Bluestein yeah, yep. is on the committee 
but she works for Emory. And just keep in mind, this is a committee that will determine whether or not to allow, to take away certificate of need laws, which basically limit what hospitals can be built within a certain radius of places like Emory. Um, that's just one person on there that, that has a say-so in her competitor's future. <laughs> yeah, I'll leave it to the uh, listeners to make the inference for themselves. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm definitely not heavily implying it repeatedly. <laughs> oh, man. So how, like, we've, I, I talked about this in my movie. Like, how does this kind of thing happen? How, how do these people get on these committees? Do you know? Uh, they just get appointed to them. Um, w so when they create these yeah pretty much um, like the uh, lieutenant governor announced these appointments and these people are on it I don't know what kind of backroom dealings go on for uh, how they decide it yeah yeah that is bizarre just one person lieutenant governor comes in says you're appointed to this committee do you accept they say yes and then they're on it um Man, that that is just bonkers to me. Like you, you should not be allowed to decide your competitor's fate. If, uh, if, if, yeah, you should not be allowed to decide your competitor's fate by legal means. If it's not in a fair market, um, fair market way, that's crazy. Um. All right. Well, Brian, what else? Uh, what else do we need to know about certificate of need? Certificate of need laws. I just need. I need to start calling them con laws too. That's yeah, way it's a lot easier. It's a lot easier. <laughs> um, is there anything else that we haven't talked about already that people should know, like th places that they can get more information on it or just, you know, facts about the case, facts about like what we're fighting for here and everything like that? Uh, well, if you check out those two websites that we put up earlier, um, you can get a lot of good information out of there. Nice. Um, if you really have a lot of time on your hands, you can always watch the recordings from the committees. And uh, they share like even so the um, Senate committee, even their own research office concluded that con laws don't do what they purport to do. So wait, so the why why do they even have a committee then? Shouldn't they just pass it right through if they are if they concluded that? Then what's the point of going through all this rigmarole? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's mind blowing. If their own report found that they don't do what they that what they claim to do, yet we still have to go through this entire process with the possibility of still having them around afterwards. Yeah, well, the the whole thing is that these are just study committees, right? So they can't actually take any action on their own, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the all the little sectors of government make things so difficult to actually get real stuff done, um, or in this case, real stuff repealed and taken away yeah. forever. <laughs> um, well, yeah, y'all, if you I'll put these websites up again, and I'll put them in the uh, description, um, Georgia Public Policy Foundation and the Institute for Justice. Um, you can go to either of those websites. You can go to our YouTube channel. You can go to the Senate and house youtube channels um and watch some of those testimonies if you would like um yeah this is something that really needs to go it hurts everyday people it hurts people's it hurts our whole healthcare system to have 
it controlled so heavily by the government and them deciding exactly what kind of hospitals can go where and what kind of machines can go where and who can upgrade their facilities and who can't and how many beds they can have. It's an absurdity to think that the people who run the DMV are allowed to tell you where a hospital can go and where it can't. That is insane. <laughs> you, you would think that we would have learned from the Soviet Union that central planning like this doesn't work. But uh, apparently people haven't learned that lesson. No, people don't. People don't learn lessons. People forget those lessons like 50 years later. You know, like we may have learned it for a second, but then it's, you know, full swing again. Um, yeah. Well, Brian, thank you for coming on here today, man. Um, I appreciate it. Um, is yeah, there absolutely. Else? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Is there anything else that we need to look out for um, in the future with with the uh, policy that's going on besides con laws? I mean, there's plenty of policy. Um yeah. Like you had uh, Elizabeth on the other day to talk about the Banish Big Brother project. Yeah. We'll be working on that. Um, there's the legal tender project to try and get gold and silver to be legal tender in the state of Georgia. Okay. Um, I like that. Yeah. it's Hopefully we can get that done, maybe. Um, <laughs> yeah. Isn't it a thing where uh, gold and silver are technically the only allowable um, tender laws that can go in that a state can implement according to the u.s constitution yes gotcha gotcha that that's the uh, legal basis if we label bitcoin as as orange gold will that would that be allowed like it's technically digital gold you know I, i'll allow it but i don't know if my opinion counts for much <laughs> fair enough <laughs> um well cool well we're going to have you back on to talk about some of these other things when they when they pop up and become relevant and are presented before before the, the state legislature. So, um, yeah, thanks so much for joining me today, Brian. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. And y'all, if uh, if you want to fight these things, if you want to learn more information about them, go to those websites that we mentioned. Go to LPGeorgia.com. We've got a ton of resources on there and a lot of people very willing and very able to help answer questions and get you more involved with uh, the fight for freedom and liberty here in Georgia. Um, if you found this video interesting, informative, entertaining, any of the above, hit the like button, subscribe to our channels, especially Rumble, because we're getting more and more strikes on YouTube every single time we post a video. So <laughs> go over to Rumble and make sure you subscribe over there. Thank you all for watching. Tune in Thursday night, Liberty Libations. Next week, Free Georgia Podcast once again. We'll see you all later. Peace.